You're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. How does the current Iraqi war affect Vietnam veterans? Are they at risk for reliving their traumatic experience? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt, Director of Foothills Psychiatry and Foothills Foundation in Boise, Idaho, and I'm your host. With me today is Dr. Harry Croft. Dr. Croft is a psychiatrist in San Antonio and recipient of the United States Army Meritorious Service Medal. Among his many accomplishments, Dr. Croft has been named Physician Broadcaster of the Year by the National Association of Physician Broadcasters. Welcome. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. Dr. Croft, you've evaluated how many Vietnam vets in your career? I've now seen over 1,700 vets from Vietnam and over 300 vets from Iraq and the Middle East. So you're a great resource for us all. How does the current situation affect the Vietnam vets? More than most people know, there are several things with the Vietnam vets that I think are important. Remember that Vietnam ended about 34, 35 years ago. It went on for quite some time. So for many people, it was over 40 years ago. So most of these guys now, and most of them are men, but most of the guys are in their mid-50s to mid-60s. Many of them are retiring now. They have a lot more time on their hands. And so their symptoms, believe it or not, are starting to worsen because of that reason and because of the fact that many of them are developing medical illnesses. We now know that Agent Orange probably led to the development of diabetes type 2, and many of the guys are now being diagnosed with that or cancers or other problems. So for that reason, their symptoms are worse. This war in Iraq is playing a number on their heads. It's bringing back stuff that they had tried to bury for a long time. And there's some similarities with Vietnam that are now occurring. The country is becoming split on the positiveness of the support of the war. The difference with Vietnam is the country is still behind the troops, but is not behind the war itself. And it's hard for these Vietnam vets, when they see the protests, to not think about what went on for them. I had a veteran who interestingly had been in the military for, I think, 35 years or more, and had actually been in Vietnam right at the end, had been in Desert Storm, and had been back to Iraq two or three times. And this guy told me, he said, Doc, he said, when we came back from Desert Storm, there were flags everywhere. And everybody saluted us, and everybody patted us on the back, and we were heroes. When we came back right after shock and awe, that the initial part of the war, there were the same flags and salutes and adulations. He said, the last time I came back from Iraq, which was a year or two ago, there was a sign. There were no flags. There were no anythings. Now, that's different, Leslie. Let me tell you my own experience. 1973, I come into the Army. I'm proud. I'm proud of my uniform. I'm a major. And I get sent to the American Psychiatric Meeting in San Francisco. I walk down the streets of San Francisco proudly in my uniform. 
people cursed me, called me baby killer, shot me the middle finger, actually threw eggs at me. Now, I took my uniform off, and I didn't wear it for the rest of the meeting. But I imagined at that point what it must have been like to be a returning Vietnam vet who may have gotten hurt, who may have seen his best buddy get killed. Many of the Vietnam vets came back in their bloody uniforms, believe it or not, directly to Oakland. To then get treated like that must have been just horrifying. The flip side of that, to see the Iraqi vets come back and get treated like heroes, while on the one hand being positive to the Vietnam vets, because they're treating them right, was at the same time difficult for the Vietnam vets because of the way they got treated or didn't get treated. I had one Vietnam vet, uh, Leslie, I'll never forget this. He, He looked at me and he told me how he got treated, like I've explained to you when he got back. He said, Doc, in 1977, President Carter pardoned all of the guys that ran off to Canada. And when they got pardoned and came back, they got treated like heroes. I volunteered. I served my country. I got medals and awards, but I got treated like dirt. They got treated like heroes. So this war in Iraq is causing all kinds of difficulties and is bringing back up the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors of many of the Vietnam vets. Now, of course, uh, most of these Vietnam vets are now serviced by civilian physicians. So, of course, that that would probably be an important history piece of information when we're seeing them for, for whatever reason. Absolutely. And for many physicians, be they psychiatrists or primary care physicians, Vietnam was something they read about in history books. You know, they weren't around, and, and they didn't know, and they didn't experience it. Or maybe they were on the protester side back in those days and didn't understand it. And so to them, a Vietnam vet who comes in who is uh, angry and drinking too much and can't stay married, is having problems with arousal and avoidance and nightmares, to them, these guys may be just losers, or guys that, you know, I don't know what's wrong with them, but I don't know how much I can help them. And, and that's part of the problem, Leslie. Any behavior that's been in existence for three or four decades is hard to extinguish. So even if now we could do exactly the right thing for these Vietnam vets, it's very hard to change behaviors and emotions that have been around for all those years. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is San Antonio psychiatrist Dr. Harry Croft. We are discussing both the Vietnam and Iraqi war veterans. Now, Harry, what can we do as, let's say, a primary care physician that may have many of these men in their early 60s that are Vietnam vets? How can we help them at this point? One is to understand that there is a possibility, suspect that this might be post-traumatic stress disorder. And in a man of that age, it's probably best to ask, were you in the military? Were you in Vietnam? 
did you experience anything, so that, that we can make that diagnosis, number one. Number two is we do the best we can with the time allotted to us. So if the best we can do is try to address the symptoms, do that. You know, nighttime is the absolute worst time for most Vietnam vets. They hate sleep. They hate nighttime because they either have nightmares or they awaken several times during the night frightened. They will awaken sweating and scared and disoriented. Their wives or spouses will tell them they've been yelling or screaming or they've been moving around a lot. Many of the Vietnam vets, Leslie, when they came back, would wake up choking their spouse because in Vietnam, they had choked one of the North Vietnamese who was there in the jungle. And in their nightmare, they did that. So sleep is a bad time for Vietnam vets. That's one of the reasons that so many of them turned to alcohol and drugs, was to help them sleep. And as, as most of us know as physicians, alcohol is a, a medicine that may put you to sleep, but it sure doesn't help you sleep very well. And it causes all kinds of other problems in addition. So helping with sleep is useful. And that could be prescribing one of the GABA agonist drugs, like one of the benzo drugs, or one of the drugs like Ambien or Lunesta. Most of the studies out of the VA use trazodone in low doses, 50 to 200 milligrams at bedtime to help with sleep. There have been a few case reports of using some of the atypical antipsychotics like Seroquel or using some of the antihistaminic type drugs, Benadryl or the like, to help with sleep. But helping with sleep is important. Number two is to try to help with the anger and irritability and some of the other obsessive ruminative symptoms of PTSD. And the best done studies on that have used the SSRIs. Usually in higher doses, and what the VA studies have shown us, you need to use it for a longer time than you would typically use it for, say, a a depression. 18 months is not an uncommon time minimum to use the SSRIs. There are few studies using the alpha adrenergic drugs like prazosin, you know, which used to be sold under the trade name Minipress. You start very slow and you go to doses of 7 to 15 milligrams at bedtime. And those have seemed to help the nightmares and the startle response. The beta blockers like propranolol may help, especially if used fairly early. But the thing that seems to work the best is therapy. And cognitive behavioral therapy with exposure therapy is probably the most effective. And that's going to probably best be done economically at one of the VA facilities if there's one in the area. Now, Harry, one of the things that I imagine to be true, uh, maybe it's not, is that providers are reluctant to bring up Vietnam, that they feel like that's a can of worms. They don't even, a Pandora's box. They don't even want to go near it. 
And also that maybe the vets don't want to go near it, that, you know, that was 40 years ago. Treat me today. Do you see that on both ends of the spectrum? Absolutely. And it's unfortunate on both ends of the spectrum because the symptoms are there. I mean, we can ignore them all we want, but the symptoms are there. And when you start talking to these guys, you find out the symptoms have been there for 40 years. They were a little better when they were working because their minds were occupied and they were busy. But now that they're sitting around all day, it's just miserable for them. And again, I ask all of the vets, do you watch the war news of the war in Iraq? And almost to a person, they've told me no. I want to thank our guest today, Dr. Harry Croft. We have been discussing treating Vietnam veterans today. I'm Dr. Leslie Lent. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.